Lou and Matt for breakfast. The Borders 105.7 Triple M. Welcome to Tuesday catch-up podcast time. And Lou, I think that today's show genuinely did back up exactly what I was saying. I was proven correct, as always. Um, the, our very first time we talked today when I said that Tuesday, it might be an unassuming day. It might be the kind of day that sits in the corner at parties and watches Friye just do its thing. But... Not on our show. Our show rises to the occasion, on sure. a, even on a Tuesday. Even on a Tuesday, the day before hump day, <laughs> the day after Monday. We did. We rose to the occasion today. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think we did uh, Is that we enough did justice. B- back padding now? Can we stop patting ourselves <laughs> on the back? Let's do that. I was just full of shit. I was just, <laughs> I it was fun. We had a fun show fun, this wasn't morning. It, Lou? it, it was the fun. boxes. It yeah. ticked the boxes that the show has to tick, Lou. We had fun. I don't know if you had fun, but as ah, long as we had fun. everybody else. <laughs> um, actually, one thing that was fun yeah. um, was that bloke who called from Newcastle um, and he was just driving through and he wanted to play the free money minute. Yeah. And what screwed him in the end, he got nine out of ten, was the fact that he wasn't a regular listener because he's from Newcastle. I know, and I felt so bad because, of course, <laughs> the questions are done well before we play the game, or at least a couple of minutes before. And the fact that I had a question in there, the first question was about you. Mm-hmm. And about some quirky little thing, you and Titanic, the yeah. movie. Actually, not very many people other than those like very, very scarily dedicated people might have uh, known that one. But Matt's seen you know, the movie Titanic seven times. That's the beauty true. of the Free Money Minute. It's 50-50. True. So, you know, he could have just said true for whatever. But he, he could have. He didn't believe that anyone could have been crazy enough <laughs> to actually That was the problem, and that's why times. I put that question in there. I thought... If someone doesn't know this, they're going to say false probably because, honestly, who would watch Titanic seven times? At the movies. At the movies. Yeah. <laughs> and here he is. But 1997. Right here. Just to remind you. Sad and lonely. It was cheaper. All by himself. To go to the movies. No friends. And I used to walk no in girlfriend. halfway through. No, there wasn't back in, there, back in 97. <laughs> I used to walk in halfway through by the end. Of the movie? Yes. Why? Because I didn't want to watch the oh, love hang on, part. Because you watch, knew what happened. I wanted to watch the sinking. <laughs> oh, that makes it even weirder, you weirdo. <laughs> anyway, um, with that out of the way, let's kick off with some highlights. All right, Lou, it's time to get uh, retro. Now, we love this. Now, I've got uh, one of my old tapes from my collection. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll put it on because we want to get into the mood, don't we? Of course. We need to set the scene. All right, so let me we're just... Going retro, let we're going retro. see what I've got. We're going retro. Press play. Never going to give you up. Oh. Never going to let you down. Never going to turn. Actually, I'll probably forward line through this. Hang on. Sorry, Rick. I like Rick. Nah, no, I know, but we've got to get to the official thing. I used to love that song when I was yeah. a kid. Here we go. Retro, Lou and Matt. Yes, let's get retro. Now, what are we going to talk about today, Lou? Because there's a whole bunch of things that we love talking about in terms of the past. But how about this? Mm-hmm. Remember waterbeds? You might not, but they were all the rage in the 70s and 80s. And they kind of developed a reputation as a mattress that was good for, you know, Stuff other than sleeping. <gasps> well, well, well. What? Water beds. Now this is slightly before my time. I feel as in I never, I never slept on or had anything oh, to do Matt, with a water bed. Matt, Matt, <laughs> you, to me, my friend, have missed out on the joy that is a water bed. <laughs> Talk to me. Now I've got to tell you, uh, when I first met uh, hubby Michael. <laughs> 
It was, it was back way, way, way back in the 80s. Yes, yes. Uh, and it was 1985, to be exact. And uh, one of the things that uh, did startle me about him, because he was a very um, unassuming, yes. cool, calm and collected young man. Yes. He had a waterbed. Oh, I feel like we need now, to write music. Remember a waterbed? Hang on, not this. Sorry, <laughs> mate. Bugger so off. he had a waterbed. <laughs> Can I tell you? That is better um, Yeah. It, it, it made his sexiness factor oh, go up. No. It skyrocketed when totally, I found no. out that he actually had a waterbed. Because, like, I, you know, I didn't have a waterbed. So, question. Two questions, actually. Mm-hmm. Number one, yep. what were they like to sleep on? Because they look, they just look horrible. It's like you're in I, the middle of the ocean on a, on a raft. I bloody loved it. I loved... We slept on a waterbed for years. But they move around too much. Yes, they do, but not too much. Just Okay. Just enough. It's like a soothing kind of rock you to sleep kind of thing. Question number two. Oh, okay. What were shenanigans like on <laughs> said bed, Lou? Well, let's put it this way. Wave assisted. <laughs> so, you know, I... Um, you, it's like anything. You get used to uh, where you are and what you're doing. Question number three. Yep. Did I've you have to replace the water at all, or did the water no, stay? No, no, not as such. I mean, we moved house a few somehow, times, so no? moving a waterbed's a pain in the bum because oh, you've got to drain it. Can I tell you something that did happen on the waterbed that wasn't awesome? We never sprung a leak, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, our heater did give up the ghost. They have to have a heater underneath. Oh, them, right? right. The heater gave up the ghost, yeah. and it was it was summertime. But that was it was like sleeping on an ice block. I woke oh, up when in the middle of the night, absolutely freezing, and it was because the heater had given up the ghost on the water. See, bed. I didn't realise that they'd have yeah. a heater. Of course, that makes perfect yeah, yeah. sense. Had to have a heater. You, you know what I'm intrigued about, Lou? Oh bloody! Oh, now I'm missing my water bed. I loved my water bed. Does anyone still have no. a water bed? Do you reckon? In 2021. No. Maybe lying around, or maybe used. Imagine someone's using still a water bed. Well, I reckon... Is it possible, Lou? Do you know, this is true. Michael said to me not that long ago, he goes, I never had a sore back when I slept on the waterbed. So, don't know. One triple three five three. This is uh, <laughs> this is a very interesting survey. Does, does anyone no, still no have... No, no one would still be sleeping on a waterbed. I'm real, sure there's someone out but there. They were a fad that went for a fair while. The waterbed... Has officially died on the oh, border. Oh, it makes me sad. I thought someone might oh, still be sleeping on one. No, I'm afraid not. And enjoying it. But the good news is waterbeds might be making a comeback. Hey! Really? And how popular were waterbeds? Just paint the picture, Lou, as, as uh, how popular they were and the kind of people who owned a waterbed. Rightio. So they were, well, they were $2 billion a year popular. Yes. Like it was a big industry. Um, Charles Hall, the, the guy that invented the waterbed as part of his design thesis, go yes. Charles, he still sleeps on one, reckons most comfortable yep. bed ever, but he handcrafted a waterbed for Hugh Hefner. That says it all, doesn't it, yep. really? It really does. <laughs> Together uh, with this music, that yep. says it all. So Hugh Hefner had one uh, in green velvet, upholstered in green velvet, just All beautiful. right, here's the thing, though. As I alluded to there, Lou, they're making a comeback. That man, Charlie Hall, who made the bed for Hugh Hefner, and it was his design to begin with, has a new product called Afloat, and it looks delightful. 
Uh, I'm looking at the website here, Lou. It's not available now, in Australia, but there are some others that are available yeah. in Australia. Well, I'd love to sleep on a waterbed once, now. at least once. Although you were saying that they used to get algae. And oh no! Well, ours never did. But you That's had to put gross. like you had to treat it a Come bit on, like Luke. a swimming pool, I guess. You had to put like have proper chemicals in it so it didn't get algae. I don't want to put chemicals into my bed. Well, no. It was that no, like I said to you? Once you filled the bed, it was like that for years and years. I think we had ours at one stage filled for I don't know ten years before we I feel moved. Feel like those temper mattresses and stuff killed off the waterbed. I'm afraid, but anyway, it might make a comeback, and we might all be sleeping on them and listening to oh. boom chicka wow music <laughs> in the not too far distant future. Because I know I used to have that music on all the time. <laughs> it was the law when you bought of the course. waterbed. Got a little cassette player. <laughs> <laughs> That's retro, Lou and Matt. Some good news and some bad news, I'm afraid, in this one. A real mixed bag. No waterbeds on the border. Matt, the car whisperer. Whisperer, whisperer, whisperer. Oh, I can't wait to um, basically um, forget about yesterday and move on and prove to the world that I am indeed the preeminent car whisperer. There was a stumble yesterday, Lou, but not today. Who is going to be revving their car, and obviously who has tickets now, um, win, or, win or lose, to the Winton Super Sprint Round. Greg from Corowa. Hey, Greg. How you going, guys? Yeah, good, thanks. All right, now, just for playing along, you've got yourself a double pass to the Winton Super Sprint Round. It's 28th to 30th of May. Get your tickets uh, soon. You can find out more information at supercars.com or uh, Winton website. So, uh, you know how this works. You're going to uh, rev your car. I'm going to um, first, though, ask you just a couple of quick questions, if I could, Greg, because that's part of the science of car whispering, okay? No worries. All right. Um, let's uh, get some pertinent questions. Will you take the COVID vaccine? Possibly. Hmm. Got a Good fact, answer, Greg. Got factor that in. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh, fully grown African elephant or purebred ragdoll kitten? Uh... I'd go the African elephant, I reckon. Interesting. Harder to keep at home. <laughs> yeah, it is. Need a bit more. <laughs> you space need a bigger yard. Yeah. I got, I got twenty-two acres. Oh no, Perfect. you're all, you're good then. Yeah, yep. they love that. Yeah. Uh, final question: Long walks on the beach or watching telly in your man cave? Telly in the man cave. Oh. All right, I've got okay. all the information I need. All right, rev your car, please. Hopefully, you'll be able to hear it. It's a bit quiet. What? How'd you go? What? You know what he's got, Lou? What? He's got a Tesla. (laughs) All right, well done. You've got a Tesla. Bingo. All right, have I got it right? I didn't hear anything. (laughs) It's a Tesla, Lou. Uh, It's the everyday Colorado. Why didn't we hear the engine? Why couldn't we hear the Colorado? It's stock. Hang on, Matt, just to make you happy. Wait up. What have we got here? This might be better for you. It's not a... That's a Harley, Lou. <laughs> That's a Harley. You've got yourself a Harley, haven't you, Greg? Harley? How was that? Uh, close. Buell. Oh, Buell, Buell, which uses a Harley engine. Wow, well done. It, Congratulations. It yeah, You've redeemed sound, yourself. That sounded um, a lot better than the Colorado, just quietly. Well done. You've got yourself tickets to the Winton Super Sprint. Cheers. Uh, and, Lou, I think you'll have to agree that I actually nailed that. What? Like one out of three ain't bad? What do you mean? Well... 
you guessed a Tesla, not even close. Well, we couldn't hear the engine. We couldn't hear the Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> and, it was, and you said a Harley, and it's not even a Harley. It's a Buell. Using a Harley engine. What He's else? Tom Petty. It's Lou and Matt. It's Triple M, the car Grasping whisperer. That's at me. straws. We'll be back again tomorrow. <laughs> so negative. It's Triple M. Volunteers, really, I mean, they just are so important to any community, especially right here on the border. And we thought someone who's best placed... Um, to uh, chat to us about just how important they are is the Mayor of Albury, the one and only Kevin Mack, who joins us. Hey, Mack, good morning. Good morning, team. So National Volunteer Week this week. Um, how important are volunteers to our community, Kevin? Well, many parts of our community don't work without them. And unfortunately, there's, there's, more, there's less of them and they've got more work to do. So... The level of volunteerism across this country is dropping off. I think um, people need to put their hand up more often because, unfortunately, when they're gone, people will start wondering how th- why things don't happen. Yeah, yeah. We were talking to Mark Pierce, who's the CEO of Volunteering Australia, yesterday, Kevin, and, and he was saying, especially post-COVID, um, there's a, a little bit of confusion around rules and regulations and even the rollout of the vaccine and how it related to volunteers. So have you noticed that yourself over the last 12 months? that it's becoming more difficult? Oh, look, I think more than 12 months ago, I think uh, COVID's just uh, a convenience, to be honest. I think it's just exposed a lot of the cracks and gaps that are in the community in relation to the lack of numbers volunteering. And the ones that are volunteering are in that age demographic where they need to be careful about who they come in contact with. So I think that's more the point than anything else. Uh, we don't have the young volunteers coming through like we should. And, you know, I just don't understand why people are becoming so selfish. I think, again, people need to think, how did they get to where they've got? Someone along the way helped them and volunteered their time. That's really what it's about. It really is about that. And it's. I guess it's about teaching our kids that too, that it's important to help other people, that we're not the the centre of the universe, basically. (laughs) Well, I think it is. And I think as two communities across the river, we could probably probably work harder to do that and become a, a region where we actually really that's our that's our moniker you know that's our motto we help and we're volu- we volunteer it's just not about giving people money money is part of the solution it's helping people it's physically helping them or giving them support or or just being there for people so you know i think as a, as a region we could make a big difference if we started focusing on others and not just on self because i think we learned from covid that it's a very lonely, lonely, lonely world out there. Yeah, yes, well, well said, Kevin. All right, uh, just before you go, as a fellow yes, lover of roundabouts, I know you, as uh-huh. as I love roundabouts, you'd be yeah, very, yeah. very unhappy with the fact that in just a few days' time, that now makeshift roundabout there at Faguna Drive and Elizabeth Mitchell Drive is going to be no more, and we'll have horrible traffic lights. Kevin Mack, are you sad? Manny, I think a lot of people on this on this listening to this would be happy that, that the whole thing's gone, to be honest. They'd like a bridge over the top of it, but, you know, it's been the bane of my existence for the last three months. But, you know, I think it needs to be formalised, it needs to be safe, and it needs to be available to the people to get to and from where they need to go and get there safely. But, unfortunately, it's gone over time, but sooner, no sooner than later. I need it, it needed to happen now, mate. So the 25th of May is the day they written I commission the lights. Transport for New South Wales, so you better make sure it happens. All right, make it happen. We'll be gunning for you. <laughs> yeah, so true. Kevin Mack, Mayor of Albury, thanks for the chat. Thanks, guys. Lou and Matt's Wheel of Day.
a game called In the News today. Game number 15 I spun up, which is terrific because we get to talk about the one and only Lauren Jackson, our Lauren Jackson, who has just been inducted as the first Australian player ever into the US Basketball Hall of Fame. How incredible is that? And the greatest woman basketballer of all time as well, like uh, widely touted as being the greatest. Uh, All right, now she's represented Australia in numerous Olympics and that's the question today. How many of them? Who's having a crack loo for the double pass at Regent Cinemas? Nathan from Thaguna, hello. Hey, how you going? Yeah, good. How are you this morning? Yeah, not too bad. A bit chilly, but it's getting... It's a bit fresh, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, Now, are you a born and bred local? No, no, I'm an import. import. Where from? Where from? Uh, Up the Territory. Oh, nice. All right. How long have you been here for? Uh, this time, um, four years so far this time. Oh, wow. Have Not you acclimatised? A little bit different, the weather. Oh, it just dropped out. Oh, he's gone. Oh, no. Oh, that's devastating. Hang on. He misses out. Hello, Triple M. Who's this? Kim. Hello, Kim, is it? Yes. Oh, well, you know, it's your lucky day because we've just had a dropout, I'm afraid. Nathan, um, his phone oh. cut out. So you, you can scoop it right here. You can sweep out from underneath and bang, nail it, just like a beautiful um, basket, Luke. Yeah, just like true. A beautiful or a layup. rebound. Uh, how many Olympics did Lauren Jackson partake in representing Australia? Four. Oh, it's come in beautifully. Swept in. <laughs> well done. Round of applause. Hang on. Thank you. Oh, lovely. Um, now, in the 2008 Olympics, she was a flag bearer, wasn't she? Um, don't uh, know, to be honest. I reckon she was a flag bearer. I'm trying to think of which right, one she was a flag bearer. You do some research on I that. I will. Congratu- I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I reckon she was. Congratulations. Uh, you got a t- couple of tickets to the movies. How long since you've been to the movies? Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> It'll be yeah, nice to been get a while. back in there. There's that. No popcorn. Be. No popcorn tastes like the popcorn at the movies. Oh, no doubt. There <laughs> is right. no popcorn like the popcorn at the movies. Nah. Well done. Just hang on. We'll get your details. Oh, Lauren Jackson would appreciate that because she knows that it's not about how well you perform at the start. It's if you get the chocolates at the end. Perfectly represents sport <laughs> right there, Lou. What it just does. I feel bad for games. Nathan, though. Ah, he's fine. I feel bad for him. <laughs> Play tomorrow, Nathan. (laughs) It's Lou and Matt. It's Triple M. The Wheel of Games will be back tomorrow, same time on Triple M. The Leukaemia Foundation is very close to the hearts of the students and staff of Trinity in Faguna. Um, In early February, one of their own, Hunter McBurney, lost his battle with leukaemia at only 14 years of age. To tell us what they're doing in uh, Hunter's memory, Megan Craig, a teacher at Trinity, joins us right now. Morning, Megan. Uh, morning, Lee. Now, you guys are no strangers to uh, shave for a cure because uh, you did it before when, when Hunter was battling leukaemia. Tell us what you're doing this time. Yeah, sure. So um, uh, lots of people call it shave for a cure, but it's actually um, called the world's greatest shave. Yep. Um, and so what, what we did um, when Hunter was in my year five class back in 2018 at Trinity, um, he, he uh, had lots and lots of uh, treatment at the Royal Children's Hospital and my Year 5 class, we wanted to show our support for Hunter and his family as he was going through that um, treatment. So we signed up a, a Trinity Team Hunter, World's Greatest Shave um, team, and I thought that we might have, you know, a handful of kids from my class participate and we actually ended up with 
three quarters of my year five class back then and 100 junior school students from yeah. year one to year six participate. And we raised just under $45,000 back then. Amazing. And sadly, um, at the end of January this year, um, Hunter lost his battle with blood cancer, which was devastating for the Trinity community. And so I decided that it would be a really fitting thing to do was would would be to hold another world's greatest shave in his memory. Yep, yep. And you're doing it uh, Thursday the 3rd of June. Um, yep, we're going to be right. there. We're really looking forward to uh, him seeing it. Um, uh, we both knew Hunter and Lou's a, a friend of the family, uh, the McBurney family. Um, so we were both devastated uh, by what happened, to, obviously, to um, to Hunter. How can people get involved and, and help out and how much money are you looking to raise this time around? Yeah, sure. So uh, I set an ambitious goal of $45,000 um, um, this time around because uh, last time in 2018 we raised just shy of 45000 so I thought if we can beat that, that would be fantastic. Yep. Um, we're actually at over $41,000 and that's wow. 16 days away still, the greater shave. And we've got, I actually have lost count of how many students we've got um, signed up to either do a temporary colour or, or yeah. a shave. Yeah, But it's something like 160 from years 1 to 12. Amazing. Um, yeah, so... Um, I guess the best way for um, the community to be involved is if they wanted to go onto the World's Greatest Shave website and you can click a little donate button and you can start to type in Trinity and it will pop up Trinity Anglican College Team Hunter. Yep. Great. And you can pop in, you know, any donation, big or small, would be very gratefully received. Yep, absolutely. And any businesses who would like to support us, um, would possibly be best to um, to send me an email, um, and then we can go from there. Or they could just go on the donate page as well. Yeah, yeah no fantastic, worries. Right, Megan. Wonderful. It's a brilliant thing that you're doing, and and obviously um, Hunter was much loved by the Trinity community and just an incredible young man. So uh, good luck with it. We've got to smash that forty five thousand dollars. Absolutely. Thanks yep. so much for chatting with us. Oh, okay, thank you for your support, guys. Yeah, and we'll see you there as well. Thursday, the third of June. Uh, at the Thaguna campus. It's Lua Matz, Triple M.